In this message titled Grace for Ministry, Pastor explains that ministry is a product of God's grace. Ministry is about representing Jesus Christ. This message highlights five things if you want to serve Jesus and to excel in his ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. First letter of 1 Peter 4 verses 10. Just just as each of you has received grace just as each of you have received grace minister in the same way to one another as minister in the same way one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god as good stewards as the manifold grace of god, grace of god. as every man has received this grace even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I read the 11th verse too. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Grace for ministry amen grace for ministry ministry is a product of grace ministry is not a product of our will ministry is a product of God's grace Five things I want to highlight tonight if you ever want to serve Jesus. Every one of us have called to serve Jesus. I have realized that to serve Jesus effectively and to excel in ministry it is paramount that you have an encounter with God. Over years, I've seen people who minister for 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, who have never had an encounter with God. They're serving, they're doing service, but they don't go beyond a point. They don't excel. They're doing ministry. Every opportunity they get, they will serve. But you cannot represent the Holy Spirit you have never met ministry is about representing Christ it's about the Spirit of God moving through you and how do you represent someone whom you have never met so it's impossible for you to excel in ministry without having divine encounters ministry is not a product of creativity it's not something that you sit in your bedroom after reading the Bible for some time saying, okay, what shall we do? Let's do something creative for God. 
It's not something like that. Most people who do that, they actually replicate what somebody else is doing. They don't have something to bring into the kingdom that has come forth from an encounter. And I'm not saying that is bad. That's, that's a good thing that they're doing. But God wants you to be a minister by the grace of God. By the grace of God, you have your moments with God. You have an encounter with Jesus. Encounter with the Holy Spirit of God. And out of that comes forth something that will bring glory to the name of Jesus through your life. Imagine somebody has an encounter with God and God imparts to him a fire. And we copy that man. We replicate that man. So we have everybody who will come out there and move in that fire. That's good. Or somebody else has an encounter and they experience the light of God. And they reveal that light to us and then we move in that. Or somebody's an experience of the love of God. And they manifest that love wherever they minister. And we see that and then we copy that, we replicate that, we learn from that, we look at it, we got the... Mm, and then we try to do that. But that's not exactly how God wants you to be. That's a part where we are inspired from different men of God, women of God. We're captivated. That's all good. There's a place that you learn a little bit from everyone. But ministry is never a product of that. There is an aspect of God, of Jesus, that God wants to reveal on this planet earth that can only happen forth with you having an encounter with Him so that He can manifest Himself through you. If that doesn't happen, then there is a deficiency in the spirit realm. Imagine everybody is having the same thing. You go to any church across the world or any man or woman of God whom God is using and everybody's got the same revelation. We will only have a glimpse of what God actually wants to do. It takes an encounter to define ministry. I've realized that many people who speak for God have never met Him, not known Him. <laughs> they listen to a talk. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for that. But they have never known Him. They just copy and paste. Don't look at horizontal parameters and define who you are. I mean, sometimes people might be coming to you for counseling, for help and all that. And there might be a crowd. But that's not a sign of your spiritual progress. It is always vertical. 
where you have had an encounter where you have it's god word you have had an encounter with jesus there's an aspect of that that's come into your spirit and you come from there look at 1 john chapter 1 verses 1 to 5 you know 1 john chapter 1 verses 1 to 5 that which was from the beginning that which was from the beginning which we have, we have heard which we have heard which we have seen with which, our eyes see which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon which we have looked upon and our hands have handled and our hands have handled of the, of the word, word of life see look at the second verse for the for the life was manifested for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the father was manifested unto us that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with the son jesus christ which we have heard which we have seen which we have looked upon and which our hands have handled that which we declare unto you wow adwale to chale encounters yeshu vinde krubiyal devathinte krubiyal torannu varade chale vare life Amen. See, we have no right to be creative, <laughs> other than just do what God has asked us to do. That's what ministry is. Today, people are looking, pursuing after things that they can do, something new that they can bring about, and they have lost out on that intimacy with God, the, the one whom they have heard, seen, touched, and handled. Oh. Do you know Jesus is real? Do you know that he's the same yesterday, today and forever? Do you know that he's an unchanging God? Mark chapter 3:13 to 15. Jesus called his disciples to be with him. Say that with me. Jesus called his disciples Jesus to be with him. With him. And then after they were with him, what did he do? He sent them out to preach, to cast out the devil, to heal the sick. That's where ministry began. First with him. Look at You know a few examples from scripture Abraham Moses Paul and Jesus himself Jesus our pattern Abraham God said to him in Genesis 12:1 get out of your country your family your kindred to a land that I will show you Acts 7 says the god of glory appeared to him Excellence is the god of glory. See, that's yet an encounter. It was just not a one day morning he got up and said, "Okay, I'm getting out. Let me go do something for God." 
she had then called the god of glory appeared to him and he immediately stepped out of all that he had to obey the lord prosperity is not what you have but how much of god you have <laughs> see somebody with an encounter for them abraham was pretty rich up there in ur of the chaldees he was a noble man he had plenty of riches but when he had an encounter all that didn't matter he said i need more of god and god genesis 24 says god made him so rich and he was blessed in all things in the you know latter part of his life but he could live live everything because he had an encounter now sometimes people think ministry oh i want to ministry if somebody would invite me ministry is not about invitation if i was invited to or somewhere in uk or us or if that pastor invited me if that man of god invited me see even secular musicians go to uk and us and invitation but that's not ministry that's not are you with me only an encounter with the lord will make you relevant for god's glory see imagine i mean tomorrow if you're called to preach in the white house or kremlin or somewhere how many would be excited look at john the baptist he met the lord in the wilderness and the lord would have told him don't go to the palace just stay in the wilderness and be my voice if the god whom you encountered in the wilderness tells you don't go to the palace so be it but most of us would put it on facebook white house kremlin or that church this church and everybody thinks wow ibrahim you pride yourself too much about your country get out have you seen people who are the moment they get a citizenship in a different country <laughs> you know i mean see please be a citizen wherever god has called you to be but what i'm saying is somebody with an encounter they value a citizenship in heaven abraham saw the city whose architect and founder was god he knew his citizenship was up there the glory was there with him nothing else mattered he said wow Blessed be the name of the Lord. I have an encounter with the God of glory. What he tells me to do, I do. If Abraham had stayed there in that land, most probably he would have been fighting for his birthright with his brother. Lot was his brother's son, you know. 
So most probably, I mean, just imagine if you don't have an encounter and you just stay there. It's like, okay, so we got our wealth brother, which is your share, which is my share. Okay, we do that. Okay. I'll build a small chapel here. You build a small chapel there. But he had an encounter. Nothing else mattered. He said, I will leave everything, Lord, if that's what you want me to do. No gimmicks. I want to have a genuine encounter with Jesus. I want to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want to be led of the Holy Spirit. I want the grace to minister. Grace to have an encounter with God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Moses. Your second example. He had an encounter the burning bush. God spoke to him. And God told Moses, Moses, the land that you're standing is holy ground. Take off your sandals. I mean, Moses has walked with Pharaoh. Moses has walked in the palace. But Moses, this is different. I'm a holy God. This is my presence. Take off your sandals. It doesn't matter who you have walked with and where you have been. I'm a holy God. An encounter. You know, sometimes we think having seal is ministry. I mean, Saul in the Bible before he became Paul was zealous for God and he was ending up destroying the church. Acts 9, verse 4. He was zealous. Moses was zealous for his people. He killed an Egyptian. But God wanted an entire nation in Israel coming out of bondage, just not one person being set free. And not being set free in Egypt, but coming out of Egypt and going into where God had called them to go. If Moses has never come out of Egypt, he can never lead the people through that wilderness. If you have never taken your sandals off before a holy God, you can never, never lead the path and you can never walk in the path that God wants you to walk and guide a generation. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, help me. Grace to encounter you, Lord. Amen. Sometimes we think, you know, seal ministry. Seal is good, huh? It's better than just chumma sitting there. Or sometimes people think ministry is all about being emotional and sweating and even prayer for some time. Sometimes people think, oh, manicure girl, carrying you emotional lighting. You need to know where to See, Isaiah 66 says, as long as Sion travail. So travail is not the main thing. Read the Hyundai scripture. As long as Sion travail, that means prayed, she gave birth. So it's not about 
I sweated, I prayed, I was like, oh, two hours in the morning I got up and I was like walking up and down. She what have you given birth to? The fruit of that prayer is in the birth. Can you imagine a woman laboring for two days, three days <laughs> and not giving birth? God forbid. Woo. The purpose of prayer is just not the effect of prayer. That every religion has got. But you can never be a servant of God unless you know how to pray and give birth. Paul was doing things for God. He thought, but it was actually against God. In the Lord Jesus, Jesus, the grace, the grace to have divine encounters. Grace, Lord. Grace, Lord. Amen. See, Jesus is the word. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the son of God. But he never ministered for 30 years. Till heavens opened and the father's voice said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And dove came in a bodily form over him. I mean, Jesus could have said, I created everything. Can't I just preach? Should I waste time 30 years? Can't I just cast the devil out and heal the sick and you know, when everybody else is going to school with a tiffin box, can't I just go there and just multiply bread for everybody? And today, don't open your tiffins. What do you want, burger? Can't I do that? No, he's creator. He was God. But he's our example. He was revealing a principle for ministry. Until you hear the Father's voice. Unless you have your experience. You can never step in and excel or do what God wants you to do. You can do a lot of things. You can fool people. Nobody else even might know. But it might not be the will of God. So encounter reveals the purpose and call of God. Say that with me. Encounter. Encounter. Reveals. Reveals. The purpose, the purpose and the call of God. And the call of God. Jeremiah 1, 1 and 1, 4. Jeremiah was the son of a priest. So naturally, he should have been a priest. But Jeremiah 1 and verse 4 says, God said, my purpose for Jeremiah, even while you were in your mother's womb, I formed you, fashioned you as a prophet. Being the son of a priest, he should have been a priest. But his call was different. You know, it was priests who were respected that day. They made an impact in that day. But God said to Jeremiah, you're not a, you're not a priest. I formed you even, see the purpose, even while you were in your mother's womb, I fashioned you as a prophet. Because only you can uproot and plant for my kingdom as a prophet 
you can do a lot of good things without actually knowing what God has called you to do. But Jeremiah, don't do that. What is purpose? Purpose is what God has called you to do before you were born. And what is calling? Calling is how to go about doing what God has called you to do. Did you get that? You didn't. I didn't hear you. Purpose is doing what God has called you to do even before you were born. But calling is how to go about doing what God has called you to do. Purpose is what am I born to do? Calling is how should I do it? And only encounter will reveal that to you. Or or you can labor for God all through your life. Can you imagine? God has called you to be an accountant in a company. And you go to that company and you're standing as a security guard. And you're a great security guard. You won't even let us fly in. But the company is not going to pay you or reward you. Because they never called you into that company to be a security guy. They called you into that company to be an accountant in that office. Reward is for doing what you were allotted to do. There are many people who want to do a lot of things for God and then they can't see the reward. Many a time it is because they have never actually listened to the Holy Spirit to see, hey, is this what you want me to do? Okay. We don't have time on that point beyond this. The second point when grace enables you to minister is what he says he will reveal the mandate. Say that will be the mandate. The mandate. A mandate for your life has to be well defined. Lack of it will cause problems. You will become jealous of other people. Imagine your mandate is to be an intercessor in the church. And you you get upset because somebody else is standing on stage. It's irritating you. You try to be nice to that person, but it is like, ah. So knowing what you call to, that's mandate. Abraham, example, Genesis 12, verse 2. Abraham, the mandate over your life is I will make you a great nation. Abraham, you are called to be a nation. I will bless you, I will make you great and I'll make you a great nation. His mandate is to be a nation. He knows that. So when 
They're saying, okay, listen, when his wife died, they said, we'll, we'll give you a burial spot for your wife. He said, no, 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 I'll pay for it. Because I'm just not an individual, I'm a nation. Three, four nations, kings came to him. He said, listen, I won't take anything from you, lest you say that you made Abraham great. Because I know my purpose, my mandate is to be a nation. When his son was supposed to get married, he said, go and take a wife for him from this place, not from the nations around. Why? Because he knew your marriage, things that you buy, things that you don't buy, all that is based on the mandate over your life. Just because you have oratory skills doesn't make you an oracle. Oracle means the mouthpiece of God. Oratory skills, you can, you know, just look at a few things, learn it, and then speak. But to be oracle, you need to spend time in the presence of God. Hear from God. Let that spark in your spirit. Just doing a Bible study, you won't help. That's good. Please do the Bible study. What is the mandate of Moses? Go stand before Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Exodus 5.1 Exodus 7.1 Exodus 8.1 Exodus 9.1 Exodus 10.1 Exodus 11.1 All that says, stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Whoa. He knew his part. So he would stand before Pharaoh and he wouldn't say any other message. <laughs> okay, Pharaoh heard that message before. Let me give him another message today. <laughs> Let me do my Bible study. And <laughs> I think it looks like everybody's heard this message. <laughs> so let me get another. <laughs> he knew his mandate. This is the message. God gives you a word saying you are my battle axe. That's what you're supposed to be. That's what God told the prophet in Jeremiah 51. Verse 23, you're my battle axe. That's a word for somebody here tonight. And we're upon a war for the glory of God. That's why challenges come. That's why battles come. God is shaping you, sharpening you up. That's based on your calling. He's preparing you. That's why different battles, hallelujah. God is equipping you. He's sharpening you up. Oh, I sent somebody listening to me. You are called to be a revivalist. There's a birthing of a revivalist in this preaching tonight. Somebody, the Holy Spirit is going to birth you out as a revivalist for the glory of God. Lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit, help me to have a revelation and understanding of your purpose and plans. Help me to know the mandate over my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there are, we live in a time when, you know, there are many who are in churches who look, I mean, who do gimmicks. 
they're looking for a platform to create impressions you can make an impression for a moment but you can never make an impact because the grace is not there യേശുവിന്റെ നാമത്തിൽ ഫ്രീ ആയിക്കാം ചിലവർ യേശുവിന്റെ നാമത്തിൽ ഗിമിക്സ് കാണിക്കാൻ വേണ്ടിയല്ല ഇമ്പ്രഷൻ ഉണ്ടാക്കാൻ വേണ്ടിയല്ല ദൈവം നിന്നെ വിളിച്ചിരിക്കുന്നത് I remember when I stepped out for Jesus and I said I'm going to serve the Lord full time. You know, I went to my spiritual father's place and every day I would go in the morning come back in the night. And every other day my mother would ask, "Nee avada poi endu yedu?" Did you preach? Did you cast the devil out? Did you lead worship? Were you an intercessor? Did you usher somebody? What 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 did you do? There was absolutely nothing that I did. And after some time everybody around me I was just 20 years old. People say you called and you're doing nothing. So somehow I wanted to do something. but you have to wait for your mandate you have to wait for your mandate don't allow people to put that pressure on you it might be a well meaning wife a well meaning parents whatever whoever no my lord what is it ephesians 3 verse 8 paul is paul knew his mandate He said in Ephesians 3:8 what do you say unto me unto me who am less than the least of all saints who is less than the least of the saints is this grace given is this grace given that i should preach among the gentiles that i should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ the unsearchable riches of christ paul knew his ministry was his mandate was to preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ Whew. he could reveal Christ he had studied under Gamaliel but he understood his mandate in Galatians chapter 2 i think he told the arrest of the apostles see i am called to go to the gentiles i am not called to just imitate what you're doing and do what you're called to do Can you imagine the early disciples were all in Jerusalem so Paul could have said okay now that I have an encounter with the Lord I should have my head office of my ministry up in Jerusalem <laughs> there are many people who do that you know every ministry is going to one part of the country or the other place okay this looks like a good spot but they they just saw somebody else do it and they had a mandate to do it and you think okay just because they had a mandate you need to do that 
That's not how it works. Don't be shapeless in this in the spirit. There are people who, you know, they see a, pro- a pastor, they want to be a pastor. They see a prophet, they want to be a prophet. They see an evangelist, they want to be an evangelist. And somebody says, sing, and then they want to be a worship leader. And somebody says, okay, dance, and they want to be whatever. <laughs> Why? Because they don't know their mandate. If pressure directs your soul, you will be a misfit in the ministry. It's just because everybody is coming on TV, it doesn't mean you have to come on TV. I remember during the, just before the lockdown started, just before this corona thing came about, you know, closing doors for people to step out of homes. I remember backstage in the church praying and the Spirit of God showing me, opening up the media. But he only opened up half of the media. And he said, and that's where we began to get onto the media. It's never been my heart's desire to put my photo up in the thing. Or It was very disturbing for me to just get to that. But then I had to come to a point, okay, Okay, that's what God wants. That's how it's going to be. But that was only half. And the Holy Spirit told me, wait, the second half I will open it up. You have to be a student. If you you are a student of the move of God, in the 1970s and 80s, there were three mighty men of God, all my heroes of faith, Kenneth Hagin Sr., Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne. All Roberts had his tent. He would travel through the cities, plant his tent, minister forth healing, minister forth the power of God. Kenneth Hagin would sit in a small church and teach. He would go back home and write books. T.L. Osborne would travel through the nations and reveal the power of God. One day, all three of them came on a stage. And Theo Osborne said, God is using all three of us to shake the world. He didn't say just me. He said, God is using all three of us to shake the world. See, if Kenneth Hagin had put himself under pressure, everybody's traveling and preaching the gospel. I also need to. He would have stepped out of his calling. But he sat at home and wrote books. Those books have gone all across the world. So mandate being revealed is the cure for pressure. It will bring you rest. You won't be looking around, looking to compete or... No, no, no. He's called. Okay, this is Moses. I am Aaron. I am supposed to be just his mouthpiece. You will know where you are put forth. 
it is when you realize your mandate that becomes a place for great motivation and inspiration before you set out to minister you should know your mandate even jesus knew his mandate you know jesus mandate what was it <laughs> every minister ministers 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 and then they reach that peak of being in stadiums ministering jesus mandate is speak was on the cross the mandate was for him to die on that cross grace to recognize your purpose and plans over my life's Lord thank you Jesus refuse pressure look at somebody and say refuse pressure amen third grace to minister comes forth by what I call divine empowerment are you still with me because God has called us to birth his kingdom to change the lives of people we are just talking but God is moving when there is empowerment by the Holy Spirit many people's steps in life changes when you are empowered of the Holy Spirit the atmosphere changes in ministry when you are empowered when you are empowered arrows and against somebody to destroy them can't touch them it has to go back people who backslide or on the point of backsliding they recommit and they want to go forward a realm of glory is revealed that is something important in ministry you know somebody is called when they speak and it doesn't have to have a pulpit but situation changes the devil has to live hope has to rise faith has to come alive people are passionate or wanting to follow Jesus glory unto the name of Jesus when you sing the presence of God comes down when you pray something happens that's because you are empowered grace will empower you amen you bring the government of God upon people when you have you seen people who are not empowered I mean it has happened to me I used to you know in the at, at a point of my life I just wanted somewhere how to minister and I used, I used to go somewhere <laughs> wherever you get an opportunity to go you would go and then you're standing there on stage and say Lord help me Lord help me Lord help me oh my God how did I get into this Lord help me <laughs> because you are not empowered to do it because if you are empowered, you will know you are empowered because princesses of the world, demonic powers will come to check you out. When you meet spirits, it's a power game. You can't go and tell Pharaoh a message. The power has to be revealed. 
See after the 10 plagues the last of them being the death of firstborns in Egypt Pharaoh said when you study your scripture Pharaoh said pray for me Everyone will submit to power You wearing a nice suit and a tie or whatever is not the credential for your ministry Are you with me but clothed with power from on high You will receive power when the holy ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and to the very ends of the earth Abraham when he heard that his nephew Lot was taken Genesis 14 14 and 15 he took 318 of his trained men empowered men one version says 318 of them whom the lord had used them to empower here took them up and went to fight a battle and 15 the verse is interesting verse but we don't have time to preach on that it says that abraham divided himself can you imagine that that is deep we'll go there later abraham divided himself can you imagine that one man abraham you're a nation you're sending 318 you can go with every one of them if the grace of god is there with your life rakala smeraton sula remento rakala angathoru relam ivada chela sushrushigarku thornu varatte yeshu vinde namathu rakalam shamdene stehiriya if there is no empowerment there is no calling Paulos nokia pol Alas nokia ma jalpa pishashikala pon Karchifs ma di powered aitu the morning powers vittu man saukyam agu It is said that Addy boy the man of god Papa Addy boy went to England once to preach and was eating food actually food waste waste alle thirkanu pattilla there was a barren woman there after adi boy had left he took that waste and ate the next year she was pregnant <laughs> see when you are empowered for ministry it is just not in the pulpit wherever you go that will radiate See if, if if that man of God if he comes and says in a very soft voice God bless you 10 million people get blessed But we can shout and say God bless you God bless you Your grandmother will say shut up and go to sleep <laughs> Because there is no empowerment Look at somebody and say God bless you. Say the reaction. See if they're blessed or not. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> the blessing will be manifested. Moses, Abraham, Paul, Jesus all had power. Jesus was allergic to oppression. Are you with me? Some allergies are living today in the name of Jesus. Yeshu in the namathu. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen. Glory be to the name of Jesus. 
യേശുവിന്റെ നാമത്തിൽ ഓപ്പറേഷനുകൾ അഴിഞ്ഞു മാറിപ്പോടെ യേശുവിന്റെ നാമത്തിൽ അഴിഞ്ഞു മാറിപ്പോടെ ജീസസ് ബിഗാൻ മിനിസ്ട്രി after the power of god came upon him luke 414 he could have spoken in aramaic in hebrew in greek second corinthians 12 12 the signs of an apostle were shown forth by signs wonders and miracle by the power of god there are people who say the ground is hard this is a tough battle and all that no 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 say lift your voice and say empowered by the grace of god empowered by the, empowered grace, of by the grace of empowered god empowered by the grace of god empowered by the grace of god amen sometimes you know you, you know sometimes people have excuses sometimes you know you're standing and somebody says you're too young to preach you know why because you're not empowered or sometimes people say hey you are a woman you can't preach but let them see the power of god gender won't matter you are too old to preach let them see the power of god in operation they won't say you are old or young or you are indian or you are african or you are western or whatever in the calling in the ministry of god he empowers you Amen. Power empower means capacity to walk in holiness. That is power. Say that with me. Capacity. Capacity to walk to walk in holiness. In holiness. Capacity. Capacity to walk to walk in holiness. In holiness. That is power. Anyone can fornicate, but power of God will keep you straight. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Empowered. Empowered. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes people, you know, they're not empowered. They They, they they don't know whether they're called to ministry they oh, they see one naked human being whether it be male or female and then they go psh, all crazy but just to tell you if you're empowered it is an effect ministry and i close with this we don't have time to preach on that The grace to minister comes forth by divine strategy. Say that with me, divine. Divine strategy. Divine strategy is always a product of inspiration. It's not a good idea that you think it over, think it over, think it over. Looks like a good idea. Maybe I should do that. It's not that. It's a inspiration. Church planning, ministry is an inspiration. It's not like something like you get up and say, okay, I need to do something for the Lord. What do I do? Let me see, okay. What did that guy do? What did she do? What did that person do? Let me think about it. Okay, I also need to do something. Okay, what can we do? Okay. Okay. It's not something like that. It's the Holy Spirit inspiration. 
and each one's strategy might be different paul planted apollos watered paul knew he was called to plant somebody else needs to water if he says i'm going to do everything i'm an apostle i'm a super apostle okay in deuteronomy 33 18 and 19 is just that about about ministry isaka he was he prospered when he traveled because that was a blessing over him moses commanding the blessing says to isaka you will prosper when you travel but look at sebulun you are prosperous when you stay in your tent read that you uh, nlt version moses said this about the tribes of zebulun and ah, isaacar moses said this about the tribes of zebulun and isaacar may the people of zebulun may the people of zebulun prosper in their travels okay may the, may the people of zebulun prosper in their travels may the people of isaacar ah. prosper at home in their tents may the people of isaacar prosper in their tent and zebulun prosper in their travels travels the same spiritual father moses speaking over two different people the same word prosperity well he is going to prosper sitting at home you got to prosper when you travel and don't ask questions and say why can't i also sit at home or the other guy say why can't i also travel the strategy of god for each person is different May you have the grace to have an understanding of what you are called to do and strategize your life accordingly. Jesus replicated himself to his disciples. That was his strategy of ministry. So much so that they told Judas, we can't identify Jesus when he's with his disciples because all of them look the same. So Judas said, I'll go and Kissman say who Jesus is Jesus said I've come to Matthew 10 I've come to preach in this to in the in the cities Matthew 10 okay <clears throat> we don't have time it's 9:40 he knew the purpose of his ministries at a particular point was just to the Jews But after he died on the cross his message is for everyone. Strategy is never a product of human intelligence. It's a product of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That will make you invisible or invincible in ministry. You will excel. Amen. Hallelujah the last one divine allocation Amen glory be to the name of Jesus glory be to the name of Jesus we don't have time for that let's close our eyes in prayer tonight grace to minister close your eyes in prayer tonight say holy spirit give me revelation understanding yes.